0: Welcome to Baptist Perspective with Jimmy Barber. Whether you're listening while driving home from work, sitting with a hot cup of coffee, or making dinner, we hope this podcast will be thought-provoking and edifying. Now, here with today's episode is Jimmy Barber. In previous podcasts concerning predestination, we introduced, defined, and began studying somewhat the subject of predestination as it relates to the salvation of God. The last podcast ended while studying verse 30 of Romans 8, 29 and 30. For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called. And whom he called, them he also justified and whom he justified, them he also glorified. We saw that those foreknown or loved in verse 29 were called by God by his grace and that it was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. Second Timothy 1, nine. First, we desire today to look at those who were predestinated unto justification. We plan to cover more fully the subject of justification in future studies. Therefore, we will briefly give the essence of justification. Identify who are the justified and who it is that justifies. The doctrine of justification is a central truth in Christianity and has been the focus of many books and articles written from various viewpoints. An incident related to me by a friend some years ago illustrates the from everyday experience the need for a clear and and understandable explanation of this crucial subject. During a break at work, my friend discussed with an associate the apparent differences between present-day Christian writers and those of the past. The associate or fellow worker asserted that modern writers and Christians possess greater spiritual insight to the scriptures than did Christians in previous years. To the amazement of his co-worker, my friend disagreed, pointed out, pointing out that very few people presently had a satisfactory understanding of important Bible doctrines such as justification. The ruffled co-worker replied, What's that? This professed, spirit-filled Christian, was totally ignorant of the essential doctrine that is required for any individual to be saved. Why do I say this? It is because unless a person is justified before God, he cannot be at peace before God or admitted into the glory world of the redeemed. Also, while there are many benefits of justification, I will only list three at this time. Biblical assurance of salvation, strength for Christian warfare, and the proper incentive to a holy life. The Lord willing, we will say more about these when we address justification more fully. Several writers and dictionaries could be quoted to give the meaning of justification. However, I will only quote a couple that I believe summarizes as clearly as any. First, I will quote from John Dick from his Lectures on Theology, page 371, as published in 1850. It is as follows. Justification is a forensic term which denotes not a change of personal disposition, but a change of his state in relation to the law. It does not make him righteous by an infusion of holy habits, but pronounces him righteous on valid grounds. To justify the righteous is not to make him righteous, but to pronounce him righteous upon proof of his innocence and of the goodness of the cause. In the New Testament, the word de kai that is, for justification, always bears a forensic sense or a sense closely connected with it, importing not to make, but to pronounce righteous. The forensic sense of justification is manifest from it being opposed to condemnation. It is God that justifieth. Who is he that condemneth? Justification is a change, not of our nature, but of our state. The second is a simple quote that summarizes it even further. It is from John Gill's Sermons and Tracts, Volume 2, page 457. Justification is pronouncing a person righteous according to the law as though he had never sinned. Again, we remind you that justification is a legal or forensic term that does not make a person righteous. It only pronounces him righteous according to the law. The individual does not do anything to become righteous. He is righteous. To help show this further justification is the opposite of condemnation. When a person appears in a court of law due to some charge against him, there must be proof of the crime charged for the court to condemn him. When such proof is provided without question, the evidence does not make him guilty. The evidence is proof that he is guilty. The judge or jury does not make the criminal guilty, the man is simply declared to be what he is, guilty. Likewise, when no evidence is provided regarding the crime charge, the person is not made righteous or not guilty. He is simply declared to be what he already is, not guilty or righteous according to the law. One other example given to show that justification does not make a person righteous but only declares him to be righteous is found in Luke seven twenty nine through 30 It says, And all the people that heard him and the publicans justified God, being baptized with the baptism of John. But the Pharisees and lawyers rejected the counsel of God against themselves being not baptized of him. Obviously, those who submitted themselves to the baptism of John did not make God righteous. Their actions were saying that what God required of them was right. It is without question that there is nothing anyone can do to make God righteous. However, when when we submit ourselves to the commandments of God, we are confessing that God is right, just, or righteous. We will, the Lord willing, review other passages when we study justification in uh, more fully in the future. But this brief overview should be sufficient to show that when one is justified before God he is declared to be righteous it is without question that this righteousness is not something produced by us it is the righteousness of Christ which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began second timothy 1 nine. Returning to Romans 8:29 and 30, we see that those foreknown or loved by God are predestinated to be conformed to the image of Christ. Further, the predestinated are called, and the called are justified. Note also, it is God that predestinated, called, and justified. It is not man or the gospel that predestinated, called, and justified. Also, it is not the gospel minister that predestinated, called, and justified. It is God. Romans 8.33 plainly declares, Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifieth. Thankfully, the passage does not end with justification, but it extends to the final state of all the redeemed, glorification. You will notice that this, too, like the calling and justification, is in the past tense. How can this be? We are not yet glorified. This is called a prolipsis. A prolipsis is the representation of a thing that exists as existing before it actually does or did so. Another definition of prolipsis is when we anticipate what is going to be done and speak of future things as present. The Scriptures tell us that God declares the end from the beginning and from ancient times the things that are not yet done, saying, My counsel shall stand, and I will do all my pleasure. See Isaiah 46, verses 9 through 10. From the the perspective of God, the calling, justifying, and glorifying are viewed as being completed because of how sure it is that they will all come to pass. Therefore, every individual that will be glorified and live with the Lord in that glory world to come are justified, called, and predestinated by God. This passage in Romans 8, and 30 is a summary of the salvation of God. Salvation originated in eternity past when God set His love on those that were predestinated to be called, justified, and glorified. To deny the predestination of God is to deny that salvation is of the Lord, as declared by Jonah, chapter 2, verse 9. The Lord willing, we will begin our next podcast by studying predestination in connection to the salvation of God by examining Ephesians, chapter 1, verses 5 and 11 nevertheless our time is up for today farewell thank you for listening to today's edition of baptist perspective we archive our episodes so you can go back anytime and listen again do you have a question about something you've heard or just want to let us know you're listening visit us at baptistperspective.wordpress.com that's baptistperspective.wordpress.com thanks again for listening